Hi guys, we're getting ready to start the Cure Radio Show. And just to let you know, it's another beautiful day with butterflies. And God is good that I woke up, we all woke up this morning. Because every day in life is a blessing. Life which starts in the womb. At least that's what I believe and many others. Because it's a miracle. It's God's gift to us. And that's what we'll be discussing today. today, The sanctity of life. And kind of be a voice for those of us. Those among us that are most innocent. And most vulnerable. Because at one point. We are completely dependent of our mother. Does it make us less of a person? Or does it take away our right to life? As some believe, life is a civil right. And that's why we're going to have Alveda King with us today. Who is also helping bring this to light. Bobby wants to say hello. Yeah, Bobby loves to say hello. I have a couple of seconds to say hello. Welcome to the show. Please stay with us. It's going to be very interesting. We're going to talk how to avoid abortion, how to help people make a different decision. Yes. And also, today is September 11th, guys. So, I hope everyone is well. I can feel your blood run through me You're written in my DNA Looking back in every mirror I know you'll be waiting, I'll see you again But you once told me don't give up You can do it day by day And diamonds, they don't turn to dust or fade away so I will keep you day and night Here until the day I die I'll be living one life for the two of us I will be the best of me Always keep you next to me I'll be living one life for the two of us Even when I'm on my own I know I won't be alone Tattooed on my heart Are the words of your favorite song I know you'll be looking down Swear I'm gonna make you proud I'll be living one life for the two of us the Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Oh, I'm still amazing today. Thank you. Because God is good. Yeah. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website, godisthecure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available in 35 radios throughout 11 states, and on Sirius XM, channel 131. Also live on social media, and after this show, any podcast player. Thank you to our social media followers, as 
because we're reaching about an average of one million people monthly in Facebook alone. But I'm very grateful for all my followers through all my social media platforms, but mostly to God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have expert and inspirational speakers. God was my cure since everything else didn't work. Everything else failed. But at least we hope to be a helpful source for each other. Life is challenging, but always know that there's hope because there is a God who is omnipotent, happens to be our Father, and loves us greatly. I want to start the show by remembering the victims of 9-11 and their families, all the brave rescue workers, and I hope that God keeps them close and God blesses them all. But please, a short moment of silence in their memory. The song we played earlier was Two of Us by Lewis Tomlinson. Tom Linson. And I don't know if you guys were hearing it, but if you did hear it, the song a little broken up, I apologize for the technicality. I'm sure it will resolve. And here's the message I get from the song I played. The same blood unites us to our Father. God's Spirit burns inside to guide our way. Strength, when challenged, values faith. Sad it seems, yet with us night and day. God's Word is comfort for our soul. Much practice, trial and error to get it right. Take some time, it's okay long as we try. Worth the effort for a heart contrite. Eager to see our Holy Father who awaits. Fight with endurance to gain our crown. Live for the two of us till we meet again. Pray to get by, try not to let him down. Created equal to excel and train well. A rare gem that shines through God's eye. Adoring him as the angels and the saints. Praising and serving God even once we die. Today we are talking about choosing life with our special guest, Evangelist Alvita King. Alvita King is the daughter of the late slain civil rights activist, Reverend A.D. King. She is the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and a Christian evangelist. She's a founder of Speak for Life and currently serves as a Fox News Channel contributor and is the host of Alveda King's House on Fox Nation and a film and music veteran. Alveda is also a former Georgia state legislator and a 2021 recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. Dr. Alvita King, welcome to The Cure. 
extremely blessed and excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to join you and your listeners. Hello, everyone. Avita, let's um, start off by the impressive fact that you are a devoted Christian and pastor that have been fighting for life many years. Have times changed? Are things different now? Well, I'm a Christian evangelist, and here in the 21st century, I proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone. John 3.16, it doesn't matter what your nationality is, your ethnicity is, your gender is, uh, whether you're young or old, rich or poor, from the womb to the tomb, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in Jesus will not perish but have everlasting life. That's everybody. I can't imagine one person that that does not include. So I'm a Christian evangelist devoted to uh, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. That's who I am today. You couldn't be speaking more truth. <laughs> I love it. I mean, so many babies are killed yearly by the tens of millions. And scripture clearly says in Exodus twelve thirteen, you shall not murder. Dr. King, how can we stop this? Well, one thing we have to do in every generation, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my faith, I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. That includes uh, abortion. I had two abortions prior to 1983 when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I had a miscarriage because my body was damaged. And after I prayed and accepted Christ, I became a voice for Christ, also a voice for life. So each one of us can search our own heart and begin to make that difference and then share it with others. That's something that we can all do. And I, I'm sorry that you went through these experiences. I went through an abortion myself. Had I had more faith and not let fear overcome me, I probably would have made a better decision. I just, I, I had to just accept that it might cause suffering. And I think that's what a lot of us have to realize these days, that suffering, it, it could be medicine to the soul. It may taste bitter, but it does us good. So we shouldn't be afraid of such a thing. Also, these days, there, there's a heartbeat law passed in, uh, such as in Texas, that at six weeks, abortions should not be permitted unless it's extreme circumstances for, you know, medical reasons. And Florida, among other states, are wanting to follow suit. Do you believe this is important in protecting the lives of the most innocent and vulnerable among us? It's so important to protect the lives of the innocent. And then once they're born, to be there to pray, to support, to help to continue to strengthen our society for success of every human being. Human dignity is so important. So if we're not allowed to be born, none of the issues matter. And we have to remember that as well. Right. You mentioned being allowed to be born. Do you believe that life is a civil right? And does life start in the womb? Well, at my own organization, Speak for Life, of course, we believe that life begins at conception, and it's from the womb there until the tomb 
that the human dignity has to be preserved and protected. And so life is a civil right. It should be a civil right. It's definitely a human right. God grants us our lives. We're made and we're created in the image and likeness of God. Of course, we're born into sin, and that's where all these other questions come up. However, life is very, very important. And God, it was so important that God said, I put before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your children can live. So every generation, and that's what we do at Speak for Life as well, we are doing a beautiful curriculum for children and young people so that they can speak very clearly and knowledgeably about the sanctity of life and stand up for it. Well, the law understands it. If you if you kill a pregnant woman, it's a double murder. It doesn't matter what stage in pregnancy she's in. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's just where the law needs to coincide with with values and morals, some of which we've strayed away from. And it, it, just because we don't see the child, I, I see that a lot of people tend to change their minds once they see an ultrasound, once they see that it's a child, once they see that even in the first trimester, there's two hearts, two brains, two lungs. And then the whole thing changes. That is true. And I will continue after the short break talking about protecting my with about this I'm gonna have to break away. I can't stay till after the break. I'm so sorry. Okay. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back with Amy Cabell and the Cure. Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. When everyone you thought you knew deserts your fight, I'll go with you. You're facing down a dark hall. I'll grab my light and go with you. I'll 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 go with you, I'll go with you Surrounded and up against a wall I'll shred them all and go with you When choices end, you must defend I'll grab my back and go with you Now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back. This is Amy Cabo, and thanks for tuning in. 
we're still having a little bit of a technicality, but hopefully you can still hear some of it, most of it. <laughs> yes, and after that, there is a podcast. There is always a podcast. It's going to be nice and clean and you can hear it again. Whatever podcasts are, just look for the cure. The song that just played was My Blood by 21 Pilots. Your blood? No, the uh, guess We're the God's blood. Okay. Okay. When life gets hard, God goes with us, feeling concern and hitting a wall. Out of our hands, we must trust God. His love will lift us from every fall. Pray and focus on God, not the trial. Removes despair, returns was lost. Divine support when falling down. What Jesus paid has no greater cost. Faith gives hope and clears the mind. God meets us despite how far we sin. Crushed by troubles, we don't remain. Turn to Him, we can fail, but God will win. It's in our blood, soon our trumpets sound. Every knee will bow and tongue will confess. Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We'll be humbled and taken in by His caress. Here. Here we are talking about choosing life and protecting the most innocent and vulnerable among us, the unborn. Call us at one 34 truth to tell us what you think about it. one 34 truth We really would love to hear from you. The first caller will receive a copy of Amy's last book, inspired by the Holy Ghost. Before we went into break, Alvita King is a very busy lady and she had to run, but before we went into break, we were talking about how people can change their minds about abortions. And I know that a lot of people have been misinformed. They're not aware of what an abortion is. They figure it's okay if it's within the first trimester they're told it is just a lot of cells. But did you know that at six weeks exists two heartbeats within one person? At eight weeks, we're talking about four lungs and four sets of arms and four sets of legs. It's a little baby. And I understand that life can get scary and we can be afraid of suffering because I went through something like that. When I was young, I had gone through about five years of custody battles and I was a single mother. And I was also an orphan. I had no financial support whatsoever. When I became pregnant with a maverick attorney. He did not want the baby. He wanted me to abort. And I know I talk about this, that I've had an abortion, but I've never really gone into the circumstances that surrounded it. So just a little bit of that was that I try to fight him as much as I can until I lost my job, until he kicked me out on the street. And crying every day. I think I held off until I was four months. And knowing that he wasn't going to love me, knowing that he was going to leave me, 
knowing that I would not have any financial security or a home. But then I had this little girl I had to feed and I had to take care of. And so I felt the responsibility that I had to make a choice. Well, he shows up one day and says, I will give you a home and I know you're hungry and I'll take care of you. And I was holding off as much as I can. I think what finally put the fear of, of life into me was when he showed me emotion that he had filed that the child would be removed the minute the baby was born. Now, I saw that this would strengthen the other case of the father trying to take the one that I had away, my five-year-old. I knew that if he, if this attorney could take the baby away from me, and I'm already being painted badly in court, that the father that was trying to take my daughter now would just have more strength to take her away. And I had lost everything in the world. I was left with nothing. I did not want to lose my daughter, which was my life. And I was succumbed by fear. I should have put my trust in God. I should have taken on more custody battles. I should have taken the chance of losing both kids. Uh, but I didn't. I thought that I had better chances of feeding the one that I had, of holding on to the one that I had, had I gone through for the abortion, with the abortion. But I wouldn't recommend that for anybody because of all that I've experienced and all that I've gone through, it's been a lot easier getting over what's been done to me or what I have suffered. But it's different when I've caused suffering upon someone else. It's different when I'm the cause of an innocent child not making it into this world, not having a chance in life. And that's something that's a lot harder to forget. And it's something that we can carry with us for the rest of our lives. I've learned to forgive myself, but I'm still not happy with the decision that I made. I wish I had been stronger. But at the time, I did not know there was choices. I remember going to, to nuns. I ran into three nuns, and their best advice was, to think about what I pray when I pray, but I did not receive any help. And well, there is a lot of other choices. It, hopefully nobody's in the predicament that I was in, but I'm sure a lot of people think, I'm too young, this is gonna be a burden, this is gonna be, this is gonna hold me back. Well, let me just tell you that as a single mother, orphan with nobody in the world, my daughter was my saving grace. I had her when I was 18, and everything that I did right, if I was disciplined in any way, if I was a good example in any way, it was for the sake of my daughter. It's because I did not want to let her down. It's because I wanted to do right by her. It's because I learned to be selfless and put her first. And in doing so, I inadvertently became a better person. It gave me reason to work harder. It gave me reason to give it my best. It gave me reason to be honest. And so rather than her holding me back or having been a burden, 
she was the reason to get up in the morning with a smile. Be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure. To the cure with Amy Cabo and Boris. Thank you for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio on our app, The Cure, the podcast, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. And uh, there is also a video podcast, which is a video of the same podcast. Just look for God Is The Cure, whatever podcasts are. That song, at my worst by Pink Sweat still sounds good even if it's broken up praise God <laughs> many believe the opposite keep an open mind the enemy is a master of deceit and doubt behavior doesn't say what one is all about can be wrong it's when it's God we shouldn't live without seize the heart despite appearance knows our worth even at our worst full of mercy a love that's real teaches forgiveness, knowing we're not perfect, put him first no matter where we are or how we feel. Every moment God's willing and available if we want, trust that he will follow through should we need, pray to ask, believe to receive, be loyal to his word. He answers prayers, more than asked, he will exceed. When it's crashing down and morals at a low, don't give in to negativity. God turns anything around. The truth, the light, our refuge and our hero. Reliable and constant, where hope is seldom found. We're talking about the sanctity of life on behalf of the unborn. Psalm 131, 13-16 says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So, why would someone decide that abortion is a choice? When it's God's choice that put us here in the first place, He gave us life, only He should, should, should take it back. We are not to kill ourselves or kill one another. In Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I firmed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Do you realize how precious we are to God since the day that he decided we are to experience life? There are many organizations that can help support you if you're pregnant. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to do it alone. God, if, if you have faith, God can work miracles. Many miracles don't happen because we don't have faith. And if you put yourself in God's shoes, why would God prove himself to somebody that's not going to believe in him? If, if you were in his place, would you be doing for something for someone that they're not going to believe you're going to do? So, if you just trust God and put yourself in God, who said, do not fear, you do not let fear overcome you, because fear is the reason we make a lot of mistakes. Then, by trusting God, He will surprise you. Like, one time I was left with an attorney for my custody battles. I just couldn't do what I was doing to pay my attorneys anymore. And I didn't know what was going to happen, but I pretty much gave it to God. Well, all of a sudden, this really, really good maverick attorney, Jay Levy, started representing me pro bono for free. So yes, miracles do happen when you leave it up to God and you do the right thing. But do you want to tell them about some of the websites and foundations that can be that can help? Sure, there is a lot of uh, places. This is just uh, a small part of it. But basically, just go to your local church and ask for help. And your city, there is even a lot of places in the in the city in the government that can help. But for example, this is Donna K Evans Foundation website, dkefoundation.com. They're helping homeless pregnant mothers, finding them a, a home so they, they don't, don't need to be alone on the streets. Now there is another association that helps single parents, HOPE. It's called HOPBE.org. They help other people be empowered that way. And there is uh, a lot of Catholic charities that help uh, mothers and, and uh, and pregnant ladies, and yes, guys, only women can can give birth. <laughs> and for example, CatholicCharities.org. 
Well, men can give birth too. Yeah, I, yeah I've seen it on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, but no. I, don't, I don't. Do they get the same help? <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe if you're in California. Well, I don't know. I've seen some pretty yeah. funny things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and there's also financial assistance for pregnant um, mothers. Some churches do get financial assistance. Not everybody gets my experience that you just run in to three nuns that just give you advice on but how I to pray. There is much more help than. Well, but I don't know how many years ago. for some reason I didn't run into it, but years ago? you know everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. So, but you know what can you say? We we live and we learn, um, and we try to help others that they do not to, repeat our same mistakes. Yes, let's try to do that. And also, if you guys have any ideas or suggestions, call us one eight six six thirty four truth one eight six six thirty four truth. Or if you have a testimony to share, let people know that they're not alone, that it's, it's good to know because we can be there for each other. We don't come with an instruction booklet. <laughs> I come with one. Did you read mine? No, our instruction booklet is the Bible. Okay. That's really our best bet. Oh, that's why you haven't read mine. Okay. <laughs> for example, like in Matthew twenty-five forty, it says, the king will reply, I truly tell you, whatever you did, whatever you did, for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So, there's plenty of people that are always willing to help. And even if you know of a friend that's pregnant or a friend that's trying to make the difficult decision and she's scared because she's alone or her family rejects the idea and her family will disown her. Let's say a terrible situation. Be there for your friend because God, it's rewarding. God even said it. And offer her to, to help her with a baby or to help her with supplies or to give her a healthy home and environment or to help her find one or help build a support system for her and uh, you never know this little baby that you help save could be the next president or something or the next pope or or who knows what or a scientist Somebody scientist that discovers a cure yep. so mark 942 also says this if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large milestone were hung around their neck and they were thrown in the sea. Wow. Yeah, and it depends on what Bible you go to, but somebody says if, if you offend one of... The, one of my children or one of the little ones who believes in me some say if he cause my little ones to sin basically God frowns upon hurting little children yeah, it's like hurting so that's why we are talking about that how to save our children especially the unborn choosing life call us at 866 866 Tell us your story. We really would love to hear it. We will be right back with 
with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Know the road you walked was anything but easy You picked up your share of scars along the way oh, But now you're standing in the sun You fought your fight and your race is run The pain is all a million miles away The only scars in heaven There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Is that the only scars in heaven? Yeah Are on the hands that hold you now continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Just look for God is the Cure, also as a podcast, The Cure. Yes, it's a very interesting podcast, and you can see all the shows there. Also, please check Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost. It's a compilation of all the poems that she does on each show, therefore, after each song. The song that just played, Scars in Heaven by Casting Crowns, which is actually ideal for September 11th as well. That's what just played. It's a beautiful song. And here's my message. Does he return his angels early? Do we always understand his plan? We fought and left some missing pieces. Endurance took for the race we ran. No choice for the scars in heaven. But if we're the cause, can we heal? Forget what's old and make us new. Do the same, take it to God for real. Sweet a place it must be next to God. Meeting again really helps the pain. Where happiness is transferred down, once in God's arms, there's no more rain. Smiling from above, we send our love. Hallelujah, grateful for these tears. Mixed emotions, some have sustained in God's embrace throughout the years. We are continuing discussing saving children by choosing life. A Psalm 127.3 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. From the womb, by the way. I think it says also that from the womb. Mm -hmm. In some translations. And by the way, abortion was never really a moral idea. Most people were educated and knew that you were killing a little baby. And I saw the movie, how the law came in t into play, 
and it, it was just a matter of the people who are making the decision. He had young people in his family and their and their boyfriends, young ladies and their boyfriends, and they pressured the dad. And this was one of the justices or something like that. It wasn't supposed to really go this way, but the way that things work, that once a bad law gets put in, it's difficult to take it out. And it's just, the, the, we had the wrong people. You can't make a decision based on emotion, but based on logic. And he, this particular justice just allowed his emotions to take over and, you know, his love for his daughters and maybe his wife and what was going on. But um, unfortunately, it shouldn't have passed and it did. But just to give a little bit of a history of the main proponent of abortions, which is Planned Parenthood, and we're going to look into right, and we're going to look into what their beliefs were, where this barbaric action is coming from. Would you like to? Well, I would love to. Yes, the founder Margaret Sanger is uh, basically a very racist person, in my opinion. Like she had an opinion on a lot of people that shouldn't be parents, uh, like eugenistics. And then she refers to people who do not deserve to have children, or worse, do not deserve to live even, as unfit. Eugenicists, that's what it's called? Yeah, So she basically thought that some people were fit to be parents, or some people were unfit to be parents. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time I told the social worker from my case, all excited that I was pregnant again. She seemed sad. She's like, oh, you're having another child? Like, somebody like me shouldn't have a child. But I'm very happy to say I have a great relationship with all three of my children. I love them very dearly, and they're all with me. <laughs> so yeah. it turned out okay. Yeah, they love you too. <laughs> But it's sad that some people think that some of us are better than others, or some of, the, of us have more rights than others. What did she? What else did she say? I mean, really bad. Yeah, she, she referred to the Caucasian Americans as pure white native stock. And in the next sentence of a thing that she published, she made the assumption that African Americans were at least partially responsible for the high rate of illiteracy in the South. So she, let, she wrote a letter to Albert Lasker where she, saw, where she writes, I think it, it is magnificent that we are in on the ground floor helping Negroes to control their birth rates. Basically, she, she was promoting African Americans to have abortions so they don't have more people. Well, yes, that's why she strategically placed a lot of her clinics in poor black and brown neighborhoods. And that's why black and brown people have the ability to get it for free. It's so wrong. Because that would encourage it. That's enabling it and that's making it easier. Like if they're getting a favor, like they're being done a favor and they don't realize that what they're trying to do is control the, ne- well, back then they say Negro, but black birth rate. And, and that's not right. Every life is precious. It doesn't matter what color you are. And we're all entitled to be parents, and we can all be good parents, as long as we follow God's law. That's all. 
<laughs> yeah, well, they continue doing it, and uh, there is even some sponsorship from the government. That's, that's not right. Why would we pay taxes to fund abortions? Oh, actually, today, 79% of Planned Parenthood surgical abortion facilities are located within a two-mile radius or walking distance of black or Hispanic neighborhoods, which she called the Negro Project. Planned Parenthood has Planned Parenthood Black Community. Oh, because she said that some people were not so smart and some people, what was it that you read? That uh, yeah, if you're not so smart, you shouldn't have children. Right. And she decided who was smart and who wasn't. Well, maybe she was doing testing in the backyard. <laughs> no. No? Well, it's just the problem continues, unfortunately. And people find it very easy without even thinking about it. But what can you do to, to prevent somebody from having an abortion? Would you show them, like, I'm doing ultrasound, show them the baby? Well, I saw videos where this guy was saying, oh, it's okay to have, and she said, well, what do you think about abortion? And he goes, well, within the first trimester, if you, if the father doesn't, is not around, and you're having financial difficulties, if you were raped, or something like that. So he was saying there's situations, but it should be done early. It should be done in the first trimester. When this lady showed him a video of an actual abortion in the first trimester, he completely changed his mind. He said she should not do it under any circumstances even if you're raped give it up for adoption uh, no matter what your situation is you can there, under no circumstances he saw it as something that was very sad and, and very shocking is the problem is that a lot of people don't realize well, how developed the baby can be at in the first trimester and and it's 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 really sad that a lot of times when you go into abortion clinic as what happened to me they don't give you an ultrasound they don't offer an ultrasound they stay far away from it no. and they try to do it as quickly as possible because that's their main business but anyway we finished the show almost again oh we're finished with the show look at that so so thank you for being on the show Amy <laughs> You're welcome, but, but you were never on the show. You didn't oh, put the camera to you. Well, okay. But next time. Okay. So let's um, finish with the prayer, guys, like we always do. Prayer to God, the Father of all life. Eternal God, you have revealed yourself as the Father of all life. We praise you for the fatherly care which you extend to all creation and especially to us made in your image and likeness. Father, extend your hand of protection to those threatened by abortion and save them from its destructive power. Give your strength to all fathers that they may never give in to the fears that may tempt them to facilitate abortions. Bless all families. Sanctify the union of spouses render fruitful their love bless our land that we may have the joy of welcoming and nurturing the life of which you are the source and the eternal father amen the name of the father the son and the holy ghost i've learned it's good to the sign of the cross all the time as much as possible yeah it helps on right well Anything that helps, why not? 
thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. But please do check out Robbie Dilmer's show, Kingdom Pursuit. He's much more cool than I am. And it's he, the best. <laughs> he is. And he's at 11 a.m. Eastern, or even as a podcast. He's a really funny guy. He's really down to earth. He's got great jokes and great people. Pretty interesting guy. Check him out. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. And please check the podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo. You can just search for The Cure or God is The Cure, whatever podcasts are. And please subscribe, and this way you can be able to listen to all the podcasts, even the previous ones. There is even a video podcast, even more interesting than just listening to something. And then if you like us, rate us in the podcast place. With the app, the Cure is very interesting too. It has all the videos, a link to the podcast, or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. Until next Saturday. Much love. Always give it your best. Be kind. Be true to yourself and others. Maintain your values. And most importantly, keep your faith. Just do that. And do you want to talk about the next show? Uh, not really, because we don't have enough information. We're supposed to have a 911 expert who is Thank maybe going to come. Thank you for to the care with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.